0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Bretta.
1: G'day, Corey. It is good to be back for another Supercoach Elites podcast. Uh, we weren't sure this one was going to get going today, but it's uh, it's good to be here. It's exciting times and uh lot love to cover today. So let's move on to the third member of the team. Welcome to the Bombs Express.
2: Thank you, Bretta. Choo-choo! I'm back again this week, Bretta. And uh, let's have a let's review the forward lines before we uh, really get stuck into some mids later in the week. And uh, look, before we get stuck into that, Corey, mate, where can the listeners hit us up on show, social media? Find us on
0: Twitter at... Uh, well, at SC Elites. sorry, almost read that the wrong way around then. Um, and on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Super Coach Elites. Um, and some great news, boys. We've got a new sponsor jumping on board, www.supercoachchampion.com. So they're the Supercoach rings that um, these guys make every year, and they're, they're bloody awesome. We've got one that we'll have over the next couple of days. It's going to be sent out to us. Um, we're not too sure if we're going to put it up as the Divvy 1 prize or put it across as the uh, run a private league for like its own standalone league, but we'll figure out how that ring's being used. They're they're really, really cool. They're really, really nifty. Um, and if you did want to grab one for your own league, we'll post a link um, below when we drop these pods. So um, check them out. They are really, really cool and well, if it in Divvy 1, boys, I'm... Back up this year and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna take it quite easy, so it'd be mine to keep. <laughs> I'm just having a look at the I was gonna say
1: Corey you can save time. There you go, now. No, I'm just I'm just saying no,
2: I'm just having a look at the <laughs> website at the moment. They look they look sick, man. I wish these things were around in Divi One a few years back when I took it out.
0: And Bretty, you wanna go with your joke there?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's a bit late now. You know? I think
0: we know we little let
1: all those lie. We'll just move forward. You know, it's all about moving forward. Let's move forward. No, but they are really
0: good. Definitely have a look at them. Um, value for money and absolutely priceless. I mean, I would not take one off, I'd be falling it absolutely everywhere. But uh, a lot to cover today, boys. We're going with forwards. We'll probably have another pod in the next couple of days covering midfielders as well because from next week on, we've got to go into our team podcast the Quick Fire Team ones.
1: They got fun every course. year, but that just means it's coming really quickly. This is scary. How fast the season's coming? Crazy. I don't like it. I'm nervous. Forty-nine days, Feb to go. twenty,
2: and Feb twenty is JLT. Uh, boy, oh, boy! It's only three weeks away, and. Uh, Look, the only good thing about that, Corey, and you know how I feel about preseason, there is never enough time to body complete your team, but uh, with Feb 20 approaching, it finally means we, we might be able to get semi-confident on these sort of sub-130k players we've all got sitting on our pines and field at the moment, because I don't know about you, but I, right now I'm sitting with a, a you know a high lack of confidence in what's going on there.
0: Yeah, they're kind of just the stocking fillers <laughs> at the moment, aren't they? Um, we are covering forwards today, boys, the news, what, two days ago that... Um, everyone's favourite, Jack Stephen, had gone down, um, was it a bit of a calf injury?
2: Yeah, the old man calf.
0: Yeah, never good. After, what, the day before Dangerfield said he'd come out and he was absolutely firing.
2: I think, didn't Dangerfield acknowledge it on SCN? Isn't that how the news broke? Dangerfield said on SCN that he'd, he'd been recovering from a calf?
0: Uh, no idea. Don't really care anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> and then Isaac Heaney, earlier today, um, broke the thumb. Four weeks off. They reckon he should be good to go at the start of the year, but um, I didn't really want to start the year with him, and I knew I would have got sucked into it. So probably helps me.
2: It's um, I, I don't think that hinders anyone's plans. Like if he's sitting at F three at the moment, which I assume we'd be sitting for most. <laughs> Why would it impact your plans? It's good for round one. It's only a thumb injury. That'll heal. It'll be. It'll be
0: fine. I broke my thumb a couple of years ago, Bob. It's. It hurts a lot, all right, Right. So it
2: does hurt. Hey, but don't forget, in the off season, Corey, I did bust my. Uh, I did bust my knuckle in the off season, so I'm well aware of what my <laughs> finger pain is kind of like at the moment.
1: That was probably. The I love dislocating my thumbs, both thumbs. i you just popping you, them you, back out? So. Have you heard how Bob broke his knuckle, brother? I have not. <laughs> Tell me oh. more. I'd like to hear this <laughs>
2: It was when I found out Brett uh, didn't pick Sam Doherty. He wasn't yeah. planning to. all, all uh, <laughs> No, uh, Brett, if, if you must know, we are playing in the grand final indoor cricket league and um, I may or may not have dropped a catch and whilst I was I on the floor, I got so angry, I uh, I may have punched the floor and I um, I lost my number. Oh,
1: nothing. no. <laughs> and, <Unruh>. uh, <laughs>
2: I'll tell you now, when, when I went into the cop station the next day, I can't remember what I had to go in for and she's like, what have you done to your hand? I got punched the floor. The, the looks I got from the cop is <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, I don't know if this is the domestic situation whether I
0: should uh, Absolute pearl. Anyway, let's get started, and we'll start with the most expensive player. Should be owned in probably more teams. He's only in 61% of teams at the moment, and that is Lockie Whitfield at 604000 forward mid. Brett, you are a huge Lockie Whitfield advocator, so much so that, what was it, two years ago, you traded for him in the draft league thinking he'd be a mid only, and you've had him as a defender and a forward,
1: back-to-back. Bye did, and do you remember who I traded for him uh, to get Lockie Whitfield in? Tom Mitchell, yep. and I got Lockie Whitfield and Jack McRae out of it, so I was big time moving in in that trade, but that was when Tom Mitchell averaged like 135, so I cashed in there quite nicely. That trade's worked out well for me. Um, I'm a huge Whitfield fan. I think Bonfer was... Running that race with me last year with Whitfield, we were both very, very high. I think Bonford was talking about him being the best defender in the league last year in terms of Super Coach points. I still think he's a star. No matter where he plays, he's going to rack up points. He's pretty much as safe as you can get. Um, I heard there's one page out there that is very anti-Locky Whitfield and says don't pick him. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm definitely going to be running him for the first part of the season unless he gets injured. Fifteen games name in the names, season. Names,
0: but that had to be the biggest like clickbait. Like let's try and get some
1: yeah attention article let's say the most outlandish like (laughs) clickbaity controversial thing we can just to get someone to look at our stuff and we'll look we'll have some outlandish
0: statements in next week's pods but i don't think anything's going to be that big no outlandish
2: statements are a feature a feature of the uh what do you call it the club podcast whatever it is that we do
1: Quick well, people would have probably had the same reaction when I said don't pick Doherty last week, so I guess we can't be too critical of other pages. They yeah. usually get it pretty right.
2: Yeah, the fa- no, no, we won't go there, actually. We'll <laughs> leave that alone. <laughs> hey, um, now,
1: I'm, just, uh, I'm just casting a line is, now. Is, just is, so is so I, I, I,
2: I realised you were casting a line, and I just thought, nah, bombs, fuck it, swim on by. Um, <laughs> now, Bretta,
1: what
2: do you have to say? Did his mic just disconnect it? Yep. Yeah, uh, um, are yeah. with us? Oh, Easy, all right. Hey, um, what yeah. do you say to the um, people that are concerned that he's missed uh, 13 games in three seasons? Uh, it's irrelevant
1: because he's clearly the best, most talented forward out of that group. Like, Dusty, obviously, is a better footballer overall. Maybe not. Yeah, I'd say better footballer overall, but he's just not going to put out the same points as Whitfield. And eventually, you're going to have to get him. Like, he's just going to put out 30 points a week, probably more than... Ford four or Ford five and you're just gonna have to find a way to get by and and get him and take the risk because and the, and the big thing is everybody's gonna run him what is it 61 percent and all the decent teams every team that's gonna be any good's gonna have him so if he gets injured you're just in the same boat as everybody else if he doesn't you're getting completely burnt by which short every week
0: i was trying to save this for when we're talking about dusty but you're gonna have two players this season that i i, I think are guaranteed to average 100 um And he's one of them, and the other one is Dustin Martin. So, you know, if if I give you a name, you know, in pre-season, if I give you a number, you know, and take the name out of the equation, I say, look, you're going to get 100 out of a forward this year. You're going to get 100 out of a defender guaranteed. Are you going to take it or not? I just think that we've got two there, and that the only clear-cut two that I think are going to average 100-plus. I'd say... I'd almost bar injury put Lockie Whitfield at, at 99.9% to go 100 plus, um, and Dusty probably about 90 to 95%. The the next closest, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm probably saying they're 60 or 70% to average 100. I'm not that confident, and I couldn't even give you a name.
1: Well, yeah, number three on to... the list would be Heaney, wouldn't it?
0: I, and uh, and I interested. think so, and he's just broken his hand. I think Toby Green could still have it in him. Uh, Walters still floats around that mark and will have midfield time as well. And then there'll be, you know, your, your, your names that you don't talk about now that will just pop up out of nowhere and do something like, you know, Robbie Gray could go back into the midfield and average 100 this year. But they're the risks. And I just think, with especially with Lockie Whitfield and Dusty, you're, you're avoiding all risk. A- and they're the kind of players that I want.
2: Yeah, there's also... um. I think a little bit of – well, I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the clear two, Whitfield and Martin, and you don't kind of see a situation where they're probably not in the top eight forwards and, to be fair, probably not in the top three forwards uh, by season's end. Um, and you're always going to get the bolters uh, that sort of come from nowhere. And I don't mean Noah Bolter, Corey, so don't get too excited. I mean the right. bolters like last year's Rowan Marshall um, and, you know, those kind of players. that'll, And, you know, was it Dunkley last year that absolutely smashed it as well? I know we started him, but um, – like, those players are, are going to come. Um, and for me, I just want to be a little safe, and I just want to have Whitfield and Martin sitting there just knowing that, you know, by season's end, they're going to be, well, definitely, in my opinion, top eight, but, you know, probably top three.
0: Anything else to add there, Bretter? <laughs> Absolutely not. Bombs nailed it. All right, let's <laughs> agree with everything you said. Let's make a case. Let's go to Dustin Martin, and let's make a case for the, the non-Dust Martin. I mean, the, the most common comments that you're probably getting a uh, natural decline well not not natural decline but you know his average has declined a lot over the years they like to put him up forward yada 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 the midfield minutes are dropping um anyway either of you see him going worse than his average of last year of 100 flat Brett
1: not at all not really like that's pretty much what you're going to be banking minimum with the chance that he pops up to 115 120 we know he's one of the best players in the competition, he's in that conversation of being the best player in the competition, the points are going to come. And worst case scenario was pretty much what we saw the last two years. And he still averaged pretty much bang on 100 both 100. years. So it's it's a forward that's going to get you 100. It shouldn't even be a point of conversation. You should just pick Dusty Martin.
0: Bombs, what's, what's he ceiling this year that he could average?
2: I don't think he can do more than 115, um, but I do see him doing 108. So i have have to put a number on it. I'm putting him down for 108 this year. This is the exact same pick as Dangerfield last year. Um, we had Dangerfield as a forward last year. We've now got Martin as a forward and no, f- now Fair Income, If Brett wanted to be stupider than he was last week, the only dumber thing he could say than not picking Doherty was not picking Dustin Martin, I would have thought. You you couple the fact, Corey, that his average over his career is 100.5. He hasn't averaged below 90 in his uh, career. Well, hasn't averaged below 99 in his career since 2012 when he averaged 88, and mix all that together with the fact that he's only missed four games since round two, uh, so, sorry, not since round since two thousand and thirteen inclusive. How do you not pick him?
0: Especially because he was won over the probably the last two or three years from memory that there was always a lot of murmurs around like oh Dusty could miss you know he could be flying back to New Zealand um could miss because of this could miss because of that and he still always went out there and fronted up and absolutely dominated as well too so um I'm going I'm going 111 average this year and I think he's going to be the number one um forward come season end. just people lucky Whitfield. Bretter what do you have him averaging?
1: Yeah, I have him about that one oh eight to one ten kind of area. Like he's I don't think he's ever been in as good Nick as he is I guess right now. We saw how good he was in the final series last year. And I think he's finally starting to settle with like maybe his personal life and stuff like that. Like I'm guessing his concentration wasn't completely footy the last few years and he's still dominated. So imagine him with a clear head and a clear pre season after just being the best player in the final series comfortably, like Big things coming for Dusty Martin. I think maybe yeah, he probably will be the number one forward this year.
2: Yeah, There is probably... only one question. Go do you ahead. want to know what the question is? I've only got one question hovering over Dusty this year. don't know if you guys got... – has he picked up his car from the MCG? He has. He has. He
0: yeah,
2: well, yeah, well, if he, lock him in then. Lock him in. If he's, if he's had time to get back and pick up his car, then, then all guns are
1: blazing. <laughs> I don't know too many other people who could get away with that just quietly. <laughs> Um, well, Alan Iverson actually couldn't find his car one night after a game, so instead of going and finding it, he bought a new one. Yeah, so I'm did. pretty sure his car's still in a, <laughs> at, a, at the Iverson Centre, or whatever it is, the the Philly
0: Centre. Yeah, love it. Um, I did skip past Michael Walters, who is second on the list here. Um, in 14% of teams at the moment as we speak, 547k forward mid. Um, did play the 22 last year, Bob's. So after he, I think, went on record saying that he wouldn't. Um make a case for Walters for me. Bumper.
2: Let me uh let me defend myself. 2 years ago I said to you don't don't ever touch him. Last year I was very much pro uh Michael Walters. However, you know you'd you'd have to be a fool to probably think he was going to turn out 22 games. Can he go 100 again? I'll go out in a limb and I'll say no. Why? And the reason I'll tell Well, because he's only done higher than 89 once in his career, and that was last year, and he's about a decade into his career at the moment, Corey. So last year was really the real breakout year for him. What we don't see from a lot of players, though, is them get to that kind of high level and then consistently kind of churn that out like your Martins and your Dangerfields and those kind of players. He could be that one in that sort of top few because you look at it year on year. How many of the you know the top ten remain in the top ten the year after if they're in that same position? There's a lot of changes that happens there, right? So for me, he goes back down to about a ninety average this year, and it um, doesn't mean that he's had a bad year. It just means that for me, he's, he's not sitting in the top uh, sort of bunch of forwards right now.
0: Brett, uh, less, more, or about the same midfield minutes this year for Michael Walters.
1: Uh, about the same. I think Chera is going to probably play a bit of backline. line. Brayshaw still not ready. I don't really have many options, and he was so good last year. He probably is close to um, – he'd be in that top three midfield group at Freer, but I don't think I could start him just because you're not completely sure, and I think he's the kind of guy you wait for him to get hot with maybe five, ten rounds left, and you ride him into the finals when all of a sudden he puts four or five massive weeks together. But honestly, Corey, I think you're – the one we should be talking to about Michael Walters because <laughs> I've never seen anybody. I think you've gone and you've had all the opinions the last few years. You told him he was on your burn list never again when he cost you a season and got you relegated. Then he was the best mid four in the comp. Then he was just you know you didn't know what to do. So Corey, where are you at with Michael Walters and what uh, would you suggest the It's a
0: mid- late relationship. Um, I'm I'm big on forgive and forgetting. Um, I think I think he'll hover around 100 again. Um, I'll go ninety nine point five average. Come seasons, and I wouldn't Whoa. be starting him. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not starting him, and it's just that risk factor. And like we sp- we spoke about on the podcast the other night with Dan Houston, you know, they're they're at that price where okay, you start him, and he pops off. It's absolutely amazing. You're probably sacrificing somewhere, some something somewhere else to to get him in your team. Um, you know, you, you can get a bit of a sample size with a player like Michael Walters, and I don't think you're really going to pick him up um, for much more than what he's priced at now, too. So, he's what one of those... What is his price? Uh, 5 dollars
1: So, the way I look at it is you could go one less forward, don't pick Walters, add a midfielder at five ninety-three, and get Clayton Oliver yeah. for $50,000. Yeah, and that's the way I think you've got to look at it, and that's what I'd do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I'll tell you something about Walters as well. Last year... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a patch probably during the middle of the season, not exactly sure when. There was three or four games where he literally kicked the last goal in the game in a tight situation every single time. Now, that is not going to happen again. So, yeah, and you know what? I think it was more than that on on the season as a whole. That 100.8, for me, significantly inflated because of those kind of clutch moments. That's probably not going to happen again this year um so yeah th- that's another reason for me walters is a, is a no-go based on price and what you think his output's going to be because oh, Corey, you're really stretching it when you say 99 I, I struggle to even see him with a nine in front of me on his average here. yeah
1: you it take away the clash goals last year the four clash goals he still averages 96 so it's not like it was shit he just yeah, it was was just yeah. cl- nice to see that getting up close to 100 it was clean with, um, you like seeing those round numbers yeah
0: and with and with whitfield and dustin martin too they're they're gonna get you you know you 25s to 30s every week, where Michael Walters is more probably the 20, I or you know, couple goal um, kind of game. And, and he does have those dark days where he's, you know, had 14 and kicked one, and you know, you're dropping a 60 out there too. So um, a little bit less consistent than the others. Look, let's move on. Gary Ablett, he's fourth at 519k on our list, only in 1% of teams. Now, I don't normally talk about the low ownership players,
1: um, but we are here. Is going to miss too many games again? Ritter. Absolutely yes We'll miss too many games Don't pick him um, I'd even be concerned Riding him into the finals This year Just because He's just going to miss games I think He's, always, gonna, he's obviously mean, An absolute star But you got to
0: be careful Don't quote me on this But I think at the back end Of the season Geelong have something like that After the boys, Like their last like Eight or ten games Or something Down here In Melbourne
1: or at, at Cardinia or? Yeah I think Cardinia And I think there's one game At the MCG or something Still don't think he's pickable. Just going to miss games. You know he's going to miss games, and that's the one thing that kills you in Supercoach.
2: He might be the greatest of all time uh, in terms of Supercoach, in terms of potentially even playing the great game of AFL. But there is not one sort of – not even nostalgia can make me pick uh, Gary Ablett this year. Not as a forward – um, I can't get anywhere near it. Unfortunately, I think he should have hung him up last year. But, hey, we'll get to see him go around again. But, um, mate, it, it would not surprise me to see him average even 72 this year. I, I just think we're going to get nothing from him.
0: He's a good enough football to be, keep playing. I don't think you should hang him up. <laughs> He's the best small forward in the comp. Exactly. What did he kick last year? How many goals did he kick? Look. Not
1: sure, but I he can like put 80, him down a five every second week.
2: Yeah, He wasn't as good as Michael Walters last year.
1: Michael Walters. Michael
2: Walters was a midfielder midfield last year. Yeah. Wow, well, I disagree. Midfield, half forward, I would beg to differ. That's uh, Gary Ablett's role.
1: Who kicked more goals?
0: I wouldn't know.
2: How many did Ablett kick last year?
1: I think 87. 87? Oh, did he yeah. win the yeah.
2: think think so. no, no, no. Norm Smith Yeah. Norm Smith.
0: Norm goes to
1: the best player in the grand final.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Hell <laughs> quick, bro. Got him. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Isaac well, Heaney, the broken hand. Now, have all <laughs> either of you had Heaney in your team? Pre-season? Yeah. You yep. have? Yes, and you know, until about a week ago. All right, Bons, you take the mic. Isaac like Heaney, 510k. Yeah, uh,
2: the only reason Heaney went, and it was a similar comment to what Brett made before, was he goes, you know, you can just add, you know, if, you know, some money onto him, and you can actually go and get someone like a, you know, Clayton Oliver at 593. That's exactly what I did um, a few weeks back when I was fiddling around with my team. I kind of wanted to get a fifth midfielder in and there was no chance. I was training out Whitfield and Martin. So I said, see you later to Heaney. And I uh, went and got myself Clayton Oliver. So um, if I was picking a third forward this year, I'm still uh, very comfortable with Heaney being the third forward behind Whitfield and Martin. But um, just for team structure, uh, I like the idea of five mids to kind of start as well. We'll probably touch. Tap- in the mid-podcast, but um, yeah, for me, it's uh it's just quite anything for me, and that's the decision I'm facing right now.
0: Yeah, I'm only the two top-heavy as well. Um Isaac Henny is just one of those players that you know, every year we think he's going to be the one that's going to go into the midfield and, and, and finally do it, and finally do it, and I wouldn't be surprised if this was his year, but Right now, I just... Oh, man, it just scares the shit out of me all the time looking at that name. Haven't had him yet, but I did say to you... I can't remember if this was on or off air, um, but he's one of those players that I'll say I'm not going to pick all pre-season and then come the week before, and I'll be like, well, how can you start the year without Isaac Heaney? Um... Yes. Say that to me. 97,
2: 97, 94 yes. in his last three years, with a total of five games missed over three years. There's nothing wrong with the pick. I mean, I, even if he didn't move to the midfield, you're still getting mid 90s minimum from him. And that is more than enough to warrant starting the year with him, because that is good enough to get you yeah, a top eight uh, uh, sort of be player. Position. I was actually
0: going to Breda, but thank you anyway, Vons. Is uh, do we put too much pressure on him? Because. I don't know his name's Isaac Heaney, We expect him to be the next big superstar. You know th- those averages are very, very good, and they're very super coach relevant as well. Is there just too much kind of pressure on a from a super coach front, um, or, or, or are expectations too high, Brett? Do we need to hinder them back when it comes to someone like Isaac Heaney?
1: I think it's more of a thing where we know eventually he's going to have that breakout year. And you're always going to feel like you're going a year early, going a year early. It's going to be next year. Like in my head just before, all I was thinking was, I'm probably not going to start him this year. But there's no way I'm not going to start him next year. Because I reckon that'll be the year he breaks out. So I think it's going to happen. We're all just going to try and hope that we predict the right year that it happens. Again, back to what Bonfer was sort of saying before. You just go and pay the extra money for the midfielder, though. I think you always wait on the defenders, and you wait on the forwards. Probably my theory is you pick the top two um, of each line. Maybe go three defenders, two forwards, or three forwards, two defenders, but no more. Because you look at a Clayton Oliver, you know your minimum getting 105. You look at Bond, probably the same thing. You look at Dangerfield-McRae, you're probably looking at minimum 110, 115. Heaney, you're just not quite sure. So I think it's, what, it's a 90% chance, 95% chance you're going to get what you want from the midfielders where the forwards are just always a little more risky. Just pay for what you know and then just wait for everything else to fall into place.
0: You got Heaney finishing the third. You just said, Bombs, so I've got him probably in the same bracket. <laughs> out whereabouts and what's the average?
1: If I had to go a third, fourth premium, it's Heaney. I don't think there's anyone else really close. I think there's a bit of a drop-off between him and the fourth uh, best option. I think he averages 100 flat, I think, right on the dot. Um, and if I guarantee that, I'd probably go and pick him, but there are no guarantees in Supercoach. So I'll, I'll wait and see. And I don't think we're going to really you know, miss out on too much cash. I don't think he's going to go on average 130 over the first five rounds, and we're going to be chasing our tails. Bombs, what's the
0: average?
2: Does this <laughs> not... Uh, one hundred and three. Does this um does this not remind you of um you know Dustin Martin a little bit? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to have a Dustin Martin like you, but does it not remind you? Year yeah. after year after year, we had him as a Ford. You continue to pick him. You kind of just you know you took his you know high ninety kind of average because you just knew that's what you were going to get anyway. So you figured, I'll just take that. That's all right. And then Nick Min, he's just yeah. kind of gone and exploded. Um, dusty, Dustin absolutely. Martin, Dane
0: absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um, Patty Dane. You had him you had him no, as full. Zorko,
1: Rockcliffe.
2: Disagree with all those because they probably didn't have five years sort of banked up, um, you know, the sort of consistent kind of level like Heaney and Martin have in terms of that super coach average. Because those guys, you know, probably had a year and then kind of went bang the year after. Whereas And the know, difference Martin was they went full time midfield. Five years. Yeah. And Heaney's hovered for four or five years. It's got a lot of Dustin Martin stink about it Um, before Dusty was able to break out. I think the year Dusty really went and broke out, though, was – it was that year when he was actually a mid-only selection, wasn't he? Yeah. And, um, no, and that available. was the year he really he kicked like... it up. So, But he was able to show in the forward line that he could go 105, 108, Dusty, and it wouldn't surprise me over the next couple of seasons if we get that from Heaney. And I think uh, as long as he's available as a forward, he's just always an option in Supercoach. I think Who's
1: he three Who's Sydney's three best midfielders? Like, would it be JPK, Parker, then who else? Who'd be that number three guy right now in Sydney? Or, yeah, it's a. It's I a feel struggle. like yeah. a it's a sh- it, Like we we used we used to think that midfield was so deep and you couldn't break into it, whatever. But just get the feeling maybe that you know they're not as deep as they have been. They're a bit of a struggle side. What the they have to lose trying a full time
0: so many role players like they've got so George many Hewitt and Hewitt, Jordan Dawson, uh, you know, Carl Mills. Yeah, Mills, you expect is going to take a step sooner rather than later as well. Um, th- Who's the other bloke that they got? Blake yeah, Cunningham, Florent, yeah, They've got those kind of players. Towers. I don't There's know, a lot of talk about Blakey. Rotate. Um, I've, I'm putting Heaney down for a 95 this year, and I think it's going to come down to a lot of the same position. I think he's going to um, definitely play a lot more. A lot of forward. Um, I like him when he's behind the ball, so I wouldn't want a lot more of that. But I, I think he's going to have to go up forward and help out. It's, you got Franklin and things like that. I don't think you can get a full year out of him again. Unfortunately. He also
1: loves going 70 points in the first half, gets a little knock, doesn't really touch it for three, like yeah the next he's half, basically, and pops injured, out 80-90. That's frustrating.
0: And there are all these niggling injuries as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. the shit thing he's is, because remember last year, he, that, he had that niggling injury all pre-season. You really feel like this was going to be his big pre-season?
1: Yep. And now he's four weeks behind.
0: Uh, Toby Green, he's... It's only a
1: finger. I don't know. I think people
2: get sucked into this whole injury thing and, and all the rest of it. It's it's a thumb. He's going to be okay. It's not going to affect his ability to be, you know, match fit and all the rest of it. Um, and the other kind of factor is as well, league games don't start until round three. So if he starts on how- round one, two, who cares?
1: To be fair, how can I argue with a man who has been through exactly what Isaac Heaney is going through right now <laughs> with some finger pain, so thank you, him with his expertise. Thank hold you. back your expertise. Uh, Toby Green in 6%
0: of teams. Is his ownership <laughs> a lot lower because we've got Whitfield with the forward.
1: Just because you can't trust him because he kicks people and gets rubbed out for the leadership stuff group? and then gets hurt.
0: Did I, did I read that the other day, that he's in the leadership group now?
1: i don't know scott that's interesting <laughs> if he is i don't know i don't know they must really like him he was obviously when he signed that big contract he was the one they were putting everything into they thought he was hitting a bit but he's just he's just nuts that hurts i'm scared to pick a player who's nuts and he's gonna miss games
2: i don't know um i think we spoke a bit about sis on uh on the Defender Pod and. Um, him, for me, you know, particularly with that role, it's, it's it's obviously all dependent on kind of pattern and what happens there. If pattern's kind of fit and firing, then, you know, Sis is just absolutely loving life, peeling off on a halfback flank, taking in set marks, and we'll probably average 108 if he can consistently play that role. It's whether he can consistently play that role or not.
1: I just love that Bombers found a way to get Sisley into the Ford podcast. <laughs> it's beautiful stuff.
0: Isn't that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Very, Very good. good Toby Ford. Green, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Hey, I'll tell you now, that's a pearler. Because you know what I just did as I was kind of talking, I kept her on in James, like James in the in the Ford section here. I'm like oh I actually can't see I Actually can't see I'm like, holy shit. Hey, I'll tell you it's now, uh, Toby Green, I'll tell you now, it's a similar kind of theory, <laughs> What's Toby the Green. What bro? Hey, hey, <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, I can
2: hey, Toby Green. Has, um, give us a chance, mate. Toby Green, it's, it's similar, though. He's not cis, mate. He's got to find that same role. In the back end, last thing, second half of the year, Toby Green, he was playing midfield, kids. And we know, we spoke about this, we did speak about this last time, guys, I think, that TWS have their full complement of midfield back for selection come round one this year. Then Toby Green's not uh, starting in that midfield. And if he's not starting in the midfield, he's not racking up Touches, he's not racking up 30 touches, he's not scoring a triple figure points. So he might be one of the better smaller forwards in the uh in the competition, um, but he's not gonna average a hundred if he's not playing uh midfield minutes, uh to the extent he was, certainly back half last year. And for me, he's not doing that. So yeah. I
1: just can't wait to see Bon for work James Sicily into the Adelaide podcast next week. That's oh, it's gonna be
2: big time. <laughs> I'll get him into every single podcast I can, brother.
0: Every um, single one. Yeah, don't, up, so Let's get it going. That was a. Um, I am trying to talk only five percent and above at the moment, but I do want to touch on Jordan De Uh, is he just going to play way too much forward to even touch? He's in four percent of teams right now at 173k.
2: I feel like if this podcast wasn't run by Collingwood supporter and there wasn't another wanker on here like Brett, who's a Collingwood supporter, we wouldn't be talking about this 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 idiot
1: well we wouldn't be talking about the most dynamic explosive talented player in the competition. Hey, there is no I there's no talk he's about him.
2: Winner, but there's no chance he's averaging triple figures. Oh. You
1: can't,
2: only plays. What about when He's he triple figures.
1: Permanent midfielder? He averages at but, least 130. But but is he
2: going to is he going to become that permanent midfielder? Cuz Buckley wants it. Up. He likes to use him at spurts, one, two centre bounces, kind of here or there, and his percentage nah, of nah, nah. experience in that was absolutely sky high. But he's not <laughs> going to do it enough for a warrant selection in Supercoach.
1: Buckley. The Lott- problem is, far You don't watch enough Collingwood. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hey, need you, you know what the <laughs> biggest. You know what the biggest thing that worries me about Jordan to go is. His Instagram stories is nothing but him flogging around on his motorbike, and I am so stressed that he is just going to come off and have a little hand injury or something and rock up to training in a cast, and it's going to be a whole thing. Buckley getting upset again because he's been irresponsible. That's what I'm terrified. If he doesn't do that, Dog he'll be the best player in the competition in the next year.
2: He's missed 27 games in five years. There's no chance he's
1: selected. Oh, he years, played against... And he played against Melbourne last year and had 35 touches and kicked three goals from the midfield. So we'll just keep it in. Yeah, well, what de doo Brett. He might have done that <laughs> once. How many other times he do it? How many times has Docherty done it in the last two years? That's the big thing. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you, Corey. If, oh, for fuck's sake. You tell me. Move on, mate, because I'm going to fucking lose it, mate. Uh,
0: <laughs> did we talk about Jordan?
2: You're Austin, still picking him up.
1: He's had four
2: scores, five scores <laughs> of another hundred last year, Brett, out of sixteen. How many you scores know, are the yeah.
0: right, You're still hey, picking him? <laughs>
2: I'll take you I'll t- I'll take you now, you you, you bloody dirty little pricky. <laughs> yeah yeah you queried me last week for me bet uh that I wanted with uh Dockers. Dockers versus degoey head to head average. Let's go.
1: Average or total points? I want total points because we both know that I'll well, take I total. You to try to make are, it you, average. are you fucking stupid? He's missed 27. I tell you, Brett. If you want total, how many points, games has the he not- missed in the last two years? Many, so- he's missed 27 in five years. go How many? How many has he missed in the last two years? Oh, 44,
2: Brett. I'm That's here if you want bet. this. If
0: you want this, I'm here. I'm here. I'll verbally accept this
1: bet right now. Do you want it, Brett? <laughs> yeah, I want it. Wait, who, who are you taking? Total think- point. Bons is do taking. Do you have a horse doubles. in this race? No, no, no.
0: I'm, I'm staying well and this. Juliet.
1: This ain't a three-way bit, right? Up. <laughs> we'll it? make it that year. That what's it co- Yeah, I'll take it. Absolutely. Done. I'll on average,
0: total well, points.
1: Total points. Total points. Give me that total uh, points. Are we on, on slaver cruises? Do you want a slaver cruises? Yeah, absolutely. Let's all do
0: right. it. Done. Slaver cruises oh. on here too. Bons oh. is going to be eighteen slabs down by the end of the, the year. <laughs>
2: uh, that's all right, Corey. I am mean, a generous fellow.
0: Yeah, no, all good. All right, let's move on. Now, we spoke. did we talk about Jordan Dawson on the defensive podcast the other day? Well, we did. Well, I think we, we did. did. He's in Aberdeen Centre team, so we'll go past that. The one I want to talk about, Hugh Greenwood, boys, 463. Um, I've seen an interesting stat from Freco today. Apparently, he averaged 125 in all his sample midfield games, but let's face it, that's I think Bons averaged 125 in his sample day. So. Yeah.
2: Averaged it from the bench
1: top. To <laughs> yeah. Playing there, Andy Cracker um, had like a hundred and forty-five point average in that same league, so I'm not yeah. sure what that really means. And there we go. So, um, but Huey Greenwood, as a
0: probably a pure midfielder in that Gold Coast team, how do we reckon he'll go? Obviously, he's got to play second fiddle to uh, Matty Rial, so that'll be interesting for him. Um, he's still <laughs> not the number one dog there, but uh, anyone got any interest in Huey Greenwood at all? He's in eight percent of teams.
1: Brett. Yeah. Yeah, really like him. Really do like him. Just don't quite trust him yet. Um, I saw another stat you mentioned from Frico. I think you said 72% time on ground. Still averaged 85 and barely... Oh, well, he played a lot of midfield, but he spent a lot of time on that half-forward flank. Um, he's one of those ones that I th- really think could go and be that guy that breaks out, averages 105, 110 when we just don't expect <laughs> it. Like, we had quite a few last year, like Rowan Marshall, Scott Lyser, all these types. Um, who else did we say had done it out of the blue? Josh Dunkley went from like 80 to 120. Hugh Greenwood has the potential to be that same sort of player, but there's no way in hell I'm betting that straight out the gate because he could just as easily go on average 70 on us and fall apart, kind of like Anthony Miles did when he went from
2: Richmond to the Gold Coast. Pons? Fair dinkum, Corey. These podcasts are not meant to run for too long but the more and more you want to speak about useless utensils that belong nowhere near AFL level, right, then these podcasts, they will just drag <laughs> I mean, and ah, drag. He's and, well, have <laughs> you, you seen his head, good. He's got a head like a
0: fucking wooden spoon. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Move bro. on, mate. <laughs> move, move on. Just you're, move on. You in. this is the first time Luke Delhouse has been in 0% of teams? Well, yeah,
1: probably.
0: Don't Maybe, blame uh... And wasn't Jack Darling like the flavour of the month last year as well? Jay Gresham, mate, all zero percent of team. Robbie Gray, six percent of teams. Boys, could he get his midfield numbers back up and become a serious super coach threat again, or is he doomed for a life around that forward fifty? He's done, mate. He's done. thirty. Yeah, what's he
2: now? Thirty-two, give or take. Like um.
0: 24. Nah.
2: I mean, he's, he's a lot better option than Hugh Greenwood, in my opinion, but come on, mate. I'm not touching him.
0: You don't have to touch him, <coughs> but we can at least you know, have like a little conversation. Him. Him. Like, yeah. you think, I'm you not mean? even I'm not even going to entertain
2: it, Corey. You asked me, is he going to get his midfield minutes? I'm saying no. And, you know, does that mean I'm going to select him? Well, for sure not.
0: Well, you didn't say no. You said you wouldn't touch him. You didn't want
1: to touch him or some shit like that. Brad, do yeah. you see any well, chance that Robbie that can... From pick it back up not a chance there's too many young midfielders and too many young guys just scrapping for midfield time and i think robbie gray is quite comfortable being that explosive forward pocket, then kicking those match winning goals and stuff like that i think his super coach days are done but he's got plenty left in the tank and i think hugh greenwood is a way better option than robbie gray i don't know how boss can honestly say otherwise because only one of them is likely to play bulk midfield minutes
0: too too many rising stars at like dan houston
1: uh yeah, Jack absolutely. Martin, how is some this going over
0: five percent of teams? This is gonna be one of the most ridiculous picks in Supercoach. Not too often that I'll get too angry about like these kind of plays, but come on, Bonks, Jack Martin. Yeah. This guy's getting nowhere near he's got not even getting near the ball, mate. He'll have ten touches a game.
2: I I beg to differ. I think he'll have sixteen, but I still think he'll average seventy odds, so I don't know why people are picking him.
0: Mm. You think he's gonna be good at Carlton, do you?
2: Well, what do you well define good? He's not going to be an A grader. He's certainly going to improve. Uh, what, I think what we had D-grader on field to a previously. C-grader
0: playing for Carlton because you guys are absolutely kicking the door down. Well,
2: you know what? The day, the day will come, Corey, and the day will come when I will just get all these little jabs at Carlton and all be sipped up into a little podcast while we're there holding the cup and Jack Martin's just won the Norm Smith Medal. The day will happen, Corey, but.
1: Jack It won't matter. I'll have Alzheimer's and I'll forget about going (laughs) to Hollywood. I won't know what's going on. (laughs) If I'm still Uh, at the nursing home yelling in my face, I'll be like, I don't know this man. Get him away.
2: (laughs) I'll I'll tell you now, Brett, if I grew that old and that lonely, I was still calling you. Just put me out of my misery now, (laughs) (laughs) Fetty. Now, there's no chance. I mean, you can't start the year with Jack Martin. I mean, well, what's he going to do? A best 90? I mean, at absolute best, he's going to average 90. No, he's not. You know. Corey, at, at he's, absolute
1: best. He's not did average I, did I say 80, that's what I he?
2: think he would average?
1: No, he's not averaging close to 90. No. The amount of shit Bonfer gives me and he rips out Jack Munn's averaging 90. Are you kidding me? I said... That's it. I'm, getting on, I'm ab- getting on the Supercoach Twitter and I'm going to quote that and put it out there for the world to read. I up, but... said, <laughs> Brett,
2: if you're going to quote me, at absolute best, he will do 90. And if you wind it back, uh, Bretta, to right at the start when I said what I thought he was going to average, I said it was more going to be around 70. So if you want to quote me, Brett, at least do yourself—you uh, know—at least do me some justice and get it right. I mean, the eight percent of teams, you know what they're doing? They're getting <sighs> stuck in pre-season articles. That's what's happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chad Wingard's in six percent of teams. Don't like it. Top yes. Lynch in I love that. No. Chaddy no, Wingard. Don't shit on that one. No. Don't. I feel, do I shit I feel on like Pomp
1: is just saying things to be just to be chaotic and outlandish and get clicks. No, out. I'm freaking no, out. What's going no, on? No. Chad Wingard, hey, explain to me why.
2: Pre-recording, did I, did I not say to you... Actually, there's someone in the forward line yeah. I really, really love about. Yeah, that. yeah but you didn't say tell it. Was you. He was the one. I laughed at you. He is the one. Corey, of, this, for some reason, this guy, I just love him. What's he going to do? The way he's, he's the, the biggest football. downhill
0: skier ever. Know. Hawthorne the struggle to make the I eight.
2: Know. I don't know, Corey. But if he can have a season where he can kind of get 25 touches a game or somewhere around that kind of mark... He's the one, you know, you look at that kind of, for me, 380 to 450. If there's one player that's going to bolt out of there and have the potential to get into the top eight, it's him for me. Didn't
0: Bumps last week say that you can't pick people who have shit hamstrings? He's got every other injury under the belt, but that's all right. Did,
2: did I say select him? Did I say I was going to select him, Corey? I said if there was, if there was one in that price range... To bolt and be able to kind of get to that top eight level, it's him. It's what do you him think that I'll like.
0: average. Like fourteen games last year,
2: <laughs> 80, 84, Corey, that's what yeah. I think he's going to average. God. But if there's someone in that bracket that can do a hundred, I like Chad. Ch- Chad Wingard has all the potential to do a hundred. The likeliness of it happening is quite low. He's
0: in the good age profile. Um, you, you can't pick him. And the reason you can't pick him because you go down to someone like Dev Smith, I think, if you've got Chad Wingard. And I don't think you can be running both Chad Wingard and Devon Smith in that forward line. And most people Correct. are. Probably have Jack Stephen and bloody Lance Franklin as well.
1: Well,
2: if they've got Franklin, then we we'll have rocks in the head, and Corey. But, I mean, I certainly agree with the, the sentiments around uh, Jack Stephen and Devon Smith. Interestingly enough, how many of those two do you have, both of you at the moment? Dev. Bretta?
0: He's Dev as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, see, I've got Dev too. Can you run both? No. Waste of
1: money. Absolutely
2: not. I'll tell you now because, you know, the more I look at this, because my gut and my initial reaction is Devon Smith. Like, straight away, like, look look at this. I'm like, Devon Smith, easy. But you put these two side by side, and the more you look at their history in terms of games played, the more you look at their history in terms of, um, you know, numbers and, and, you know, super coach average and all the rest of it, Jack Stevens seems like the logical pick over him.
0: Jack Stevens just done his calf. But,
2: look, I know – look – uh, look, Corey. If we go on, you know, based on you know, kind of sorry. Aboriginal, and for the rest a
0: second, I thought you were talking about um, Devin Smith and Chad Wingard. Just sent two by the way. I didn't know. He was no, talking about Jack no, Steven no. Then. Jack, Jack Stephen. Because you look at when the at game Steven first bo- opened, I picked both.
2: When yeah, same here. When you know, without the last year just gone by, right? Jack Stephen and Dev, they both played seven games each, right? Jack Stephen in the previous four years to that only missed two games. Whereas when you look at Devon Smith in the previous four years to that, he's missed um, what? Oh, gee, what's my maths there? Uh, eighteen.
0: So I, I, four I, games
2: I, compared to eighteen.
0: I tell you what, if we got to preseason and Jack Stephen was running through the midfield and had been injury free, I would have been starting
1: both. Yeah. And this I probably is, would have been can, Jack Stephen and not Dev.
2: And, and if I can That's just the, sort of just touch on this last point I had here, Corey, I had a couple stats here, but. Uh, Devin Smith has averaged over 90 twice in his entire career, which is spanned over one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight seasons now twice. Yep. And you have a look at Jack Stephen. in the last seven years has gone under 90 three times. And one of them was last year when he only played My, seven games. That
0: question with Jack Steve I mean, Devin Smith, what, what years were those 90, those 90s? <laughs>
2: With Dev. Um, well, one of them was the year we, well, I think Breda had him as a forward number that year, yep. 2018, Sorry, at 97. Yep. And the year before that um, was Western Sydney uh, yep. in his third year. So this, so this is
1: but I also feel like Devin Smith year. is really
0: tracking up and
1: Stephen's tracking down.
0: Yeah, and that's it. He went to Essen and become yeah. a midfielder. He left, he left GWS because he was not getting midfield opportunity.
2: But since Devin Smith's come in, they've also brought in Dylan Shield. Does that impact
0: No, not at all. They're two different players. Dylan Shield runs and kicks (laughs) the ball out in the full and Devin Smith will tackle.
2: (laughs) Look, I'm just saying side by side, the numbers and everything stack up. The numbers and everything kind of stack up and say, you're picking Jack Stephen. But we'll highlight the point right at the start that all three of us, if we had an option head to head, we're all going Devin Smith. Isn't that interesting though? Yeah, yeah. An interesting
0: so if a poll went up, who are you picking, Jack Stephen or Devin Smith, everyone would have been Devin Smith. I'll get your argument there. Um, Andrew Brayshaw, 6% of teams. Is this just too many pre-season articles and people thinking that he's going to have full midfield minutes?
1: Yes, and they're just picking him off a name. A lot of it's just seen the Brayshaw name and, you know, if on a team early days, of super coach, you just pick a name.
2: That is more foolish than Dan Houston himself, that
1: selection. It won't last. None of the good teams will have Brayshaw by the start of the season.
0: Well, it's only 6% of teams, so you're assuming that none of the good teams do. Jack Stephen, 35% of teams, kind of just spoke on him, that calf. Is there any way you can see that turning around, Bob?
2: Um, I'll tell you now, man, if he if he absolutely dominated the JLT, so I would be very tempted to get him in, but I think we've touched on this at some point. The amount of sort of returning injured players, where we're sort of all sort of... Campering with at the moment. The, the numbers are just too high. For me, it's got to be one or the other, not both.
0: With Devin 49% of teams, have either of you considered not starting it?
1: Not at this stage. He's just been sitting there comfortably, and I haven't really thought about moving him out.
2: Yeah, no, because – and, and this is the logic behind it. If I'm only going with the two premium Fords, which is what I'm looking at, I need either Devin Smith or, or Jack Stephen in that Ford 3 for that structure – to be
0: justified for myself. Yeah, no, fair enough, and I've haven't not done it either. Jack Lukosius at two hundred and seventy-four k is in 5 percent of teams.
2: That's His role across half back was interesting, but uh, I don't think I'm taking the punt on that. No, no
0: uh, And then we get down to like the names of Stephen Hill that we weren't going to talk about. Sam Flanders was one that I thought was interesting. Once I didn't know he was mid forward.
2: Yeah, nice no, He Certainly is at one sixty-two k.
0: You want to give us your Carlton spiel? How he's going to be good because Carlton passed on him. Well, I'll
2: tell you now. Yeah, because Carlton passed on him. Now, yeah, what happened in the draft was Carlton had picked twelve. Flanders was the slider, was meant to go pick six, seven, something like that. And they said, uh, "Hey, Gold Coast, you want him? Give us two top twenty picks and take him." So, I have absolutely no doubt Flanders will become one of the best players in the competition now. And uh, <laughs> the the two duds we picked up, that'll be off. They'll be off the list in three oh, to four man, years. Man, imagine how um... the going to be when <laughs> Flanders tips off. Oh, uh, stupid, sexy <laughs> Flanders, Corey. I uh, think I tweeted that out actually from the elites count, uh, from yeah, the elites chat, on, uh, on the elites chat. Elites.
0: people when he was drafted. Um, Nikai Cockatoo. Well, that was the first, Corey. Who <laughs> <laughs> Co- Cockatoo, brother. I'm a big fan of this kid. If he can get out on the park, I mean, Amazing, this, is, sir. this is one that we always say, you know, oh, uh, you, you know, he's injured year in year out. If he starts round one, there is injury free preseason. I'll be, I'll be picking the, the <laughs>
1: cock. What about you, Mark? I will be, and I think everybody else will be except Bombs because he'll try and be controversial because he doesn't pick guys with bad hammies.
2: If he lines up JLT, starts round one, I mean, how do you pass it up at 148? I mean, this is the thing. If he's 238, there's no chance I'll go near it. But at 148, it's impossible to pass up. But he has... He has played something like 25% of games over his career or something like that. He's ridiculously injured all the time. I know if I select him, he'll be worth 220K by round five and he'll be out for another four weeks and I'll be regretting myself saying, why did I pick him up? But at 148, how do you realistically pass that up if he's uh, injury-free and named round one?
0: seriously good haircut, I reckon, at the moment, too. Definitely check it out.
2: And you know what? Good on anyone who Have is not able it. to pass him up. Good on anyone who's able to pass him up because I think that's the right thing to do.
0: So legit, like the 1970s mullet, It's freaking grout. <laughs>
1: um, oh, oh, I just saw it. That's wicked. <laughs> just quietly. You know how, we, you know, I picked oh, up you the, in, pick
0: the intelligent auto pick last week. Um, Obviously, <laughs> KFC is the new... The new sponsors of the Supercoach this year is KFC Supercoach. For Did someone
2: say KFC? Mate,
0: the subliminal advertising has got me so hungry down here. 24 nuggets for 10 bucks.
1: All aboard. Spicy or red? Oh, both. Not bad. It's wise. <laughs> Take <your> a <laughs> shout, shout out to Shane Warren. Shane Warren. The most <laughs> Big KFC nugget spicy man. nugget. you, yeah. I
2: yeah. loves it. More um, the popcorn chicken man from my like, yeah. recollection.
0: Yeah. And uh, seriously good TV commercials too. Now, look, we're not going to talk too much about the rest of the rookies. They'll kind of come up over the next couple of weeks, and especially around JLT, et cetera. Uh, forward line structures, I am Whitfield, Martin, Devon Smith, uh, Aiden Bonner at the moment, uh, Cocky, who actually just came in before, Isaac Rankin, um, just got Eli Smith sitting there from Brisbane at the moment, and then Maxie King.
1: Brudder? I have the exact same forward line, so I won't waste anyone's time.
2: Same forward line, but except of, uh, ex- sorry, except Cocky, I don't have him. Um, I've got Stephen Hill at the moment yeah. in that position. I think I'll say um, he'll I'll back,
0: to be honest.
2: Yeah, like, I, don't I don't know. Like, I kind of like the idea of Hayden Young at the moment in the back line. Um, yeah, me
0: so too. you can just run leading. both.
2: Yeah, but then um, I feel like I've spent too much on my defender rookies. It's more yeah. of just a mindset thing not. than anything <laughs> else. Hey, uh, How have we had, no, actually, we'll, lay... we'll save that for one of the team podcasts, because I'm surprised you have actually glanced over someone, but, I'll race him during their team. Podcast. Were they
1: That's
2: all right.
0: were they Aiden cheap? Bonner?
2: Sorry? Were they cheap? Aiden Bonner? Well, Adam Bonner was not the one I was thinking of. This has been someone that both Corey and I have liked, for I reckon, for three years now. And he plays for the Bombers. And uh, just surprised he didn't get a little sneaky mention as to whether he could break out this year. Because I feel like every year we talk about
0: him. I, I know exactly <laughs> who he Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, bringing up things. I'm actually surprised I actually did scroll past Aiden Bonner too, Brett. I thought I would have spoken about him. He's in 21% of teams as well. Um, I'm a big Aiden Bonner fan. He would have been my podcast one. I think he's going to do good things down at. um, So. Yeah. Um, But I tried to glance past all of that. Um, That's basically it for this pod, I think, boys
1: yeah we're done yeah, nothing else happy days.
0: beautiful all right on behalf of uh Brett Bonson myself pc community and uh thanks for listening